The Chile Iowa caucus is finished, and it leaves us no surprises as Donald Trump pulls away from the field as we head to New Hampshire. Kamala Harris visits South Carolina, not only the Capitol building, but she visits the South Carolina women's basketball team as well and offers up a, just a, a wonderful a word trip. salad. And MSNBC reacts to Donald Trump's Iowa victory, just how you'd imagine it, today on the Palmetto Family Matters Show. Is it the rise of fascism? Did Iowa yesterday officially select the new authoritarian regime to take a, to take our country by the throat? Are you talking about propel did, us into fascism? Did they was the Democratic caucus yesterday? No, the Democratic caucus wasn't yesterday. However, uh, we'll get to MSNBC later and what they think, including Joy Reid explaining why Nikki Haley finished third. In oh, Iowa, and we have breaking news coming down. It's sort of semi-breaking about what's going to happen as we head into New Hampshire next week. This is the fastest-growing and strongest conservative talk show in the state of South Carolina, the Palmetto Family Matter Show. Justin Hall, Mitch Prosser here with you. Today's program brought to you by IBelieveSC.net. Iowa, last night. No surprises. They gathered into their polling places at about 6.30 or 7 o'clock, and then at 7.01, the race was declared. <laughs> um Justin, I'm disappointed. I was off by 1.8% in my lapping uh, estimation. A, Donald Trump won 51% of the vote. It, he didn't just win the majority. He won a definitive majority, um, and he gained 20 delegates in the process. Uh, 51% for the winner, Donald Trump. Ron DeSantis comes in second at 21.2%. Nikki Haley, third, 19.1%. Vivek Ramaswamy, after just getting blindsided by Donald Trump over the weekend, finishes fourth at 7.7. He immediately dropped out after gaining three delegates. He immediately suspended his campaign and said that he was endorsing Donald Trump, said he had already called him, and said he was going to support him every step of the way. So Vivek accomplished what he intended to. What did, what does he do with those three delegates? Do you think he keeps them as like a souvenir? I think so. Puts them on his, a mantle yeah, next to his like, books and his yeah, millions of dollars. Ryan Binkley finished Four, fifth Way with point seven percent, and and turns out people actually voted for Asa Hutchinson. One hundred ninety one people in Iowa said, "You know what? That's our guy, Asa. Asa, he's our man. If he can't do it, great." He got what about five times as many votes <laughs> as Chris Christie? Correct. Chris Christie, after dropping out, still got thirty five votes, and eighty four votes went to other candidates. So I'd imagine Tim Scott, Tim got Scott, a Mike Pence. Yeah. Um, Chris Sununu. Chris Sununu, Kim Reynolds, <laughs> Kermit the Nome. Frog. And plenty of plenty it, of opportunities. And it always humors me because I don't have you ever gone to a polling place at and this is different, you know, the caucus is different than a polling place. Have you ever gone to a polling place at the end of the election when they Absolutely post not. the ticker tape at the no. on the door and you can read who people voted for? It's some of the like uh, Daffy no. Duck. I haven't Donald I haven't done Duck. That. Reminds Mouse. me of when you were a little kid. Did you ever go like before the first day of school and it about two weeks out, maybe three weeks out, and they would post the class rosters on the yes, door? Yes, and you'd check to see if you were in the cool kids class. You, you look to see who's in my class yeah, this year. And yeah. it was always you always were the same kids. Right. You, you were you were rarely right. with different Hopefully. kids. And you hope to get the good teacher, you know, yeah, you hope to get yeah. the fun teacher yeah. and uh it, it kinda reminds me of that. So Donald Trump is the cool kid in the room. So he wins fifty one percent of the vote. Um and again, this is not an endorsement, and no. I think it's important to remember that the South Carolina primary is 
for for Republicans is February twenty fourth. Get out and vote biblical values. Um, get out and vote biblical values, but um, this is over. Uh, for all intents and there's purposes. There's no clear path. For all intents and purposes, there's no clear path for either Ron DeSantis or Nikki Haley to win and this nomination. And we're not supposed to say that because we want um, candidates to come here to the state of South Carolina. But it's we, over. Yeah, and they're going to come here. They're, they're going to come, come here. They're going to run. Naturally, Nikki Haley, even though she spent virtually no time, energy, effort in the state— she I mean, does, she some, feels like she doesn't some. need to. Yeah, she has she's a pretty got good ground up. game here. She's got second son up here. Um, I would disagree with that. I, I, well, that's what I would imagine. That's what her campaign thinks. Um, well, her campaign feels like they're in a good spot here. They finished third. Everyone expected them to finish third in Iowa. Ron DeSantis had a much better ground game in Iowa than she did. She had barely any ground game in Iowa. She spent the bulk of her time in New Hampshire. That's where they're going next. Ron DeSantis, RDS skips. New Hampshire coming up is in South Carolina yeah. today. Well, so it appears he's going. He has to Iowa to South Carolina. New Hampshire might be an out. He has for him. to. He spent no energy, no effort, no money in New Hampshire. He has no major. Uh, I mean, never back down. And our friends that never back down, they're doing a great job over there. Um, but. AFP uh, with their endorsement of Nikki Haley, you notice blitzing South Carolina. Virtually, by the way. yeah, virtually no money from the campaign until the last minute in Iowa. Right, um, and then but AFP has and AF, let me say it this way: AFP Action has been spending exorbitant amounts of money. Pretty impressive though that she doesn't spend until the last till the eleventh hour and is only two percentage points different. That's well, pretty impressive. You can to me. thank AFP for that. You know the Trafalgar poll numbers that came out mid December. Showed her in a uh, not solid, but in second place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure she's a little disappointed with that third place finish. I, you know, I think she. Pr- what was the disparity there uh, in raw numbers? Uh, about two thousand four hundred. Yeah. That's so, not a lot. No, it's not. Um, but remember, these are pledged pledged caucus supporters. So it's it's once again a lot different than the ballot and, box. And when NBC and everybody starts coming out now, they're gonna they're gonna be cries of election interference here from the. Other two candidates well, they're, they're and other two candidates. Early on last night, um, what are we calling it? Twitter X. It's X. Tweet. The, the, what the do you call the individual? Media, the social media platform formerly known as Twitter, and you post now on Twitter. So you don't tweet. You don't tweet. So there were Twitter. some posts on X last night from some friendly friendly faces to particular campaigns who were besmirging. Say Steve Days. Uh, okay. He's an Steve, Iowa. Steve was besmirging. Um, Fox and other news outlets for them, quote unquote, calling the race after. Which it. is interesting because in 2020, people were mad that they didn't call it early. Yeah, well, there's a. So <laughs> my concern with this, and and he has a point, and we've Certainly. seen we've seen this over and over again, where you have. Um, for those of you that don't know this, and uh, you know, we try to be informative and educational here on this show. Uh, for those of you that don't know this, there are different time zones in America, and what? Yeah, just not <laughs> you know, especially you watch primetime TV. They're like at, at you know eight seven central. That's why I kind of would like. That's the only reason I'd want to live in California is because I can watch like Sunday night football at five o'clock in the evening. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But if you want to watch, it's done what? by eight. If you want to watch Good Morning America, you have to do it at five in the morning. Well, who no watches, watches Good Morning America? Yeah, right. So, anyways, um, you can listen to us anytime. The by problem the way. we have is let's let's just say South Carolina and and South Carolina in the last couple of elections, 
um, has has gone handily for the winner. It, it, there hasn't been a close election in South Carolina in 2020. Uh, South Car- we didn't have a primary president. Well, and I'm I'm just talking about generals. Oh. President Trump won. Um, well, ours by, usually gets called by about eight o'clock. Yeah. Um, on election. Night. The problem with that is when they're called at eight, and you've still got California, uh, Hawaii, um, New Mexico, Colorado still voting, and some of those. And I really don't see any purpose. What? Why would? What benefit does Fox stand to gain, or CNN, MSNBC? You know, the Charlie Kirk News Hour. I don't know. I'm just making up stuff now. What do they stand to gain by calling it early? It's different. It's different for different ones. NBC, CNN, MSNBC, as we'll see in a second, allows them to go into their big time programming of, oh my gosh, the world's coming to an end. Is it? We told for, you for so. For Fox News, uh, for Fox News, it is. Well, hey, we are unbiased. We don't hate Donald Trump. It's sort of playing to both sides. Um, do I believe it impacted? No, I don't. I don't believe. I don't believe that that carried thirty percent. Does that make sense? Yeah. There's a thirty percent gap between Ron DeSantis and, and Donald Trump, first to second or second to first, if you will. That didn't matter. Now, last night, in the midst, whenever you're watching polling results come in, the best place to go for reaction is MSNBC. It's not (laughs) CNN anymore. It's MSNBC. Here's Joy Reid. You know who Joy Reid is. She's the race lady on MSNBC. Here's Joy Reid explaining why Nikki Haley didn't perform better in Iowa. And I think to the point that you made, Steph, I mean, it's the elephant in the room. She's still a brown lady that's got to try to win in a party that is deeply anti-immigrant and which accepts the notion that you can say immigrants are poisoning the blood of our country. She's getting, you know, birthered by Donald Trump. Um, and I don't care how much the donor class likes her, which will ramp up a lot, the better yeah. she does in New yes. Hampshire. So it's still a challenge. I don't see how she becomes the nominee of that party with Donald Trump still around. I can't picture it happening. Maybe it could happen. Ron DeSantis' only argument for staying in it is he's the white guy that he can still make the appeal to white people. We- okay, so the race lady from MSNBC, Joy Reid, Whenever there's a problem in America, it's always race. Can I explain to you why Nikki Haley didn't perform better in Iowa? You ready? Because people like the former president better. Because she spent more time in New Hampshire. Because she's much less conservative than the other two. That's why she didn't perform better in Iowa. Here's here's the thing that Joy Reid can't seem to understand. Whether or not I'm a registered Republican doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. The Republican Party is not built on identity politics. Correct me if I'm wrong, Mitchell. Nikki Haley is the former UN ambassador. What is another? What is another high office she held in this state? Help me, governor. Governor. She won a she won a governor's race in the deep south against the same candidate twice. A white man. Oh, excellent. And she was a state representative in my county. In Lexington County. She was born in Bamberg, but she represented Lexington County. Because she lived there. It's my county. 
I know the demographics of my county. Right. Ruby red. Lexington is ruby red and predominantly white. Predominantly white. How how dare you, Joy Reed? Minimize and, and listen, whether you like Nikki Haley's policies or not, how dare you reduce a person to their race? Well, they did this with Tim Scott. They've done this with Nikki Haley. She's just the brown lady. Do you understand? And I'm just going to say this. We're going to get to it in a second. On of all days, number one, it's anti-biblical and it's against the will of God to reduce someone who is an image bearer simply to the melanin in their skin. That's number one. Number two, to do that on Martin Luther King Jr. Day, where he he constantly preached and advocated for for racial equality and not seeing us for the color of our skin, but for the content of one's character. You reduce this woman to her race and say, that's the reason all the whiteies hate her. That's absurd to me. Now, again, we can have a thoughtful conversation about her policies, and I think that's a good thing. I think that's good. Listen, if you disagree with Nikki Haley's policies, don't vote for her. Yeah. You, you should vote for people who align with your values. But to reduce this to race and to, again, go back to saying that immigrants are poisoning the blood of this country, Donald Trump says things that make you want to punch a wall. I get it. Or run your head into one. Or run your head into one or jump in front of traffic. I understand. I get it. But at the end of the day, immigration is the number one problem for those who went to the caucus last night yep. in Iowa. Yep. The number one issue was was immigration. I would argue it should be economy, but number one issue was immigration. I, and I'm going to throw something out there. And yes, Donald Trump lapped the field last night, um, and he's going to continue to do so uh, until we get into a general election, and then uh, you know all bets are off. Um, I, just consider the top three candidates outside of Donald Trump. Donald Trump ran away with it. Number two, number two was Ron DeSantis, white Florida governor. Are we reducing the race? Uh, is he white or is he Hispanic? No, he's white. Okay. He's white. Okay. By the way, they would say Nikki Haley's white in the general election if she was the nominee. Nikki Haley, uh, uh, the, the daughter of two... Daughter of Indian immigrants. Indian, Indian immigrants. Yep. And then Vivek Ramaswamy. Who is a first generation I as guess, well. I guess he's just brown too. He's brown too, but he's also a and then you got, conspiracy theorist. And then you got Ryan Binkley. They don't care about them. Whatever. Uh, you they know, don't care especially about Especially because he's a pastor. They don't care about Vivek Ramaswamy either. Well, he's just fodder. Now he's, just he, he's posturing. Theorist. He's just posturing for a new. Uh, he'll run in twenty eight. Yeah, and I think he'll gain better traction in twenty twenty eight when big guy's not there. Well, I don't know because you know. Pre- I mean, he could be a VP. There's, there's going to be a there's going to be a candidate from Georgia coming in twenty twenty eight who's going to be the president. Wink, wink. Now she's already the governor. Oh well, she's actually the. President of the universe. President of the universe. Uh, one more from, one more from MSNBC. And again, I'm not oh, trying to be mean. Really, I think it's just important that we understand what's going on. Rachel Maddow. Oh, I forgot she goodness. was on MSNBC. She did too. Here's here's what Rachel Maddow had to say about Trump's victory last night in Iowa. And the big picture takeaway from that, and I don't mean to be, again, too dark, as you said, on this, but it is not 
If we are worried about the rise of authoritarianism in this country, we are worried about potential rise of fascism in this country. If we're worried about our democracy falling to an authoritarian and potentially fascist form of government. The leader who is trying to do that is part of that equation. Mm -hmm. But people wanting that Correct. is a much mm -hmm. bigger part mm -hmm. of that That's equation. Right. And the American electorate is made up of two major parties. One of those parties has been flirting with extremism on the ultra-right for a very long time. They've brought them in in a way that they haven't been central to Republican electoral politics ever before. And I know because I've been studying this. But once you have radicalized one major party so that those are the preferences of the people who adhere to your party, the leader is interchangeable. And yes, Trumpism is sometimes what we call it. Mm -hmm. MAGA movement is probably a better way to do it. But there is an authoritarian mm -hmm. movement inside yes. Republican politics that isn't being bamboozled by Trump. Mm -hmm. They are pushing Trump That's to yeah. get more and more right. extreme because the more extreme things he says, the more they, the like more they adhere and to him. That, yeah. and, and that is coming from a very large proportion of the American right that adheres to the Republican Party. And that's why this is a Republican Party problem more than it is the problem mm -hmm. of one man and his leadership. And and okay, all right. Let's, let's dispel of a few notions here. Let's start with this. I love how Rachel Maddow characterizes the right as moving more to the extreme. Hello? Both parties are playing to their extreme sides of the base extreme the fringe of their base that's what you do in a primary you get for for republicans you go super conservative and then you move moderate and donald trump has not done that no donald no. trump has not done that he's hedged on life he says on uh, gender gender <laughs> I, I would argue that uh, he's hedged he, on tariffs and taxes yeah. and spending Donald Trump isn't the authoritarian people think he is. And really quick, you want to talk about authoritarianism? Let's talk about authoritarianism real quick. <clears throat> Bragging about having Americans thrown in jail and being and spending time in jail for literally walking through the Capitol, forgiving, quote-unquote, billions of dollars in student debt, all just to have it redacted by the Supreme Court because it was unconstitutional, forcing businesses to require vaccines for their employees using the Office of Safety and Health, OSHA. Mm. Completely unconstitutional. A complete abuse of executive authority. But go back to what she says. She says that the leader, in this case Donald Trump, the figurehead of the movement, is replaceable. So we're setting he, up for every election. Right. So... It's the extreme MAGA, which now is apparently the majority of the, quote, Republican Party. You'll hear it. And those who adhere to it. We heard it in the committee hearing last week. Those that adhere to the extreme MAGA position, they're the ones driving Donald Trump. They're the ones pushing him. And to a degree, there are people within the movement that, yes, are pushing him, specifically the Christian the quote-unquote Christian nationalist, so on and so forth, and that's something we can unpack later. Let me say this. Maddow, Psaki, all of these people, including those on Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, and whatever other news media outlet, they are the fourth wing of government, they're the fourth branch of government, and there is intentional division happening right now. Intentional division division they and and it's some vast um uh i'm trying to think of a way to spin hillary's words here it's a vast media conspiracy uh it's collusion collusion it it 
it sounds like that if as it rolls off the tongue. It it's is. It's legit. It's real. Mm-hmm. They make more money. Mm-hmm. Money. More money. Donald, Donald Trump. Donald when they Trump, divide us. Donald Trump makes them money. Um, Absolutely. I would say, and again, everyone's going to complain about the general election and where we are in American society. And, and to those in the media, specifically those that were just talking, win, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. If you want to play the game, play the game. Divide Americans further based on race and political preference. You Go know, ahead. Do you, it. You know what we really need to do? We need to get away from listening to the media to solve all of our problems. There, there's, we say as we host a conservative talk show. Well, <laughs> stop listening to us if it's dividing. If, if, it, if you are being divided from your friends, family, because of something we say, just just turn it off because all it is is noise. Okay? Yeah. So I, I, give you, I, I give you permission. Uh, turn it off. It's okay. We're not here to divide you. We're here to point out uh, well. common sense alternatives to the wackadoodle craziness. I'll, I'll divide you with the cross of Christ. Okay. I won't, I won't divide you in any other way. Fair. Fair. I mean, I'm, I'm a white Christo fascist heteronormative nationalist. So, so what happens next, Mitch? We go to I. We go to New Hampshire. Ooh, we go to Iowa. I'm stuck in Iowa. <laughs> so a lot of people right now. Is it heaven? We go to New Hampshire. No. We go to New Hampshire. The current RCP average. Again, we take the RCP averages here because it's a conglomeration of all the polling. Um, Trump plus fourteen. No. Uh, Trump forty three and a half. Uh, Nikki Haley twenty nine point three. Chris Christie at eleven point three. DeSantis six point five. Ramaswamy at five. Now that Ramaswamy vote probably going to go to Donald Trump. It could so be that gets split. Him, so that gets him to forty. Let's just say it all goes to Trump forty eight. If all of Chris Christie goes to Nikki Haley, that's forty two. And poor Ron DeSantis at six and a half. I think Ramaswamy. That's a strong second place finish for Haley if the polling is exactly uh, correct. Certainly, but once again, we're seeing strong second place. There's nothing like being first loser. Is, and, it, is it okay? I'm not picking so Nikki. It, I'm not picking Ron. And I'm calling you by your first name just to, just to be relatable. We're not picking <laughs> on you. I'm not being disrespectful. We're not picking on you. Sure. And and I'm not. I'm also not throwing my full-throated support behind the former president. What I am saying is all we're talking about here is being second place, first loser, staring at the guy who fit, crosses the finish line first in the rear end. That's but, all we're talking about here. But does that position not going to win a new in South Carolina? No. South Carolina right now, by the way. South Carolina and Nevada are next. Yes. Uh, South Carolina... Uh, RCP average that ran from October 18th to just a couple of weeks ago. Trump plus 30. He not just takes the. He just doesn't. He does not only take the plurality. He takes the majority. Yeah. He will. He will win not by 30. He will win by 32 to 34 percent. And, and then by Nevada, that I mean he'll be over 55 percent. In, in Nevada, it's 58. Absolutely. By the way, Nikki Haley not polling at all in Nevada. I, from what I remember, and I could be wrong about this. I don't know their names on the ballot. Yeah, it might not be. I don't remember. I, I, there's something that tells me in Nevada. I'm going to effort that uh, real, really yeah. quickly. So the situation here is is pretty simple. And again, to our friends over over in certain offices, I, I hope people turn out to vote in either primary. If you're a registered Democrat in this in this state, go vote in the primary. I know they're taking people off the ballot in your primaries in other states, but uh, vote in your primary. Uh, don't don't impede democracy. If you're a Republican, 
If you're a registered Republican, go vote in your primary. Make your voice heard. Disregard what I said about it being over. I still believe it is. I still believe Donald Trump's going to be the nominee. It, but go vote. You know, if you and and don't don't waste your day. Here's my story, and I'm sticking to it. In okay. 2012, mm-hmm. um, it, it, call it what you want. And here I'm going to I'm going to prove that I'm a partisan hack for just a second. I voted early. Um, one of those things where I was going to be out of town. You. I was going to be out of town, so I went down, lived in Kershaw County, South Carolina at the time, mm-hmm. drove over to the absentee or early voting, voting ballot, voting, whatever, mm-hmm. uh, easy for you to say, and I cast my ballot. Now, I'm going to tell you who I voted for. Um, 2012. 2012. Rick Santorum? No. I'll give you one more guess, and then I'll give you a hint. I get, tw- I get 2008 and 2012 very You confused. want your hint? He was the governor of a state. Was it Mike? No. Mike did not run in 12. Governor Texas. There's Rick, three things. Yeah, yeah. Rick Perry. So I voted for Rick Perry. So I walk out. I get in my little red Honda Accord, 2001 red Honda Accord, and I turn on the radio. And I, I'm a nerd, so I was listening to 95.1, uh, which uh, actually, no, it wasn't 95. It was 103.5, mm-hmm. which is the talk radio. Well, it would have been 560 at the time. Yeah, whatever. I'm listening to that. And I hear, as I walk out of the place, I had just voted for Rick Perry. Rick Perry suspends his campaign. <laughs> and I felt pretty bad. I was like, I can't believe, I caused Rick Perry to, no. Uh, here's, here, vote for, vote vote your conscience. Vote biblical values. It, it, if you need to vote for um, Tim Scott, vote for Tim Scott. If you need to vote for Rick Perry, vote for Rick Perry. If you need to vote for Donald Trump, Nikki Haley, Vivek Ramaswamy, uh Chris Christie, Ron DeSantis, vote for them. Vote biblical values. Get out and vote. Exercise that right. Because listen, ladies and gentlemen, as the Gipper once said, we are one generation from conservatism ceasing to exist. It does not pass through the bloodstream. It is passed on by us doing our job. Right. So you you got to get out and exercise your constitutional Republican Right, and I don't mean Republican as in conservative versus mm-hmm. Democrat versus left, right, blah, blah, blah. Right. We are a constitutional republic. Correct. Uh, yesterday, I had trouble getting out of downtown Columbia. That's because Kamala Harris was in town. Uh, we were in the bubble. She was speaking. The U.S. Vice President was the headliner of the NAACP's annual King Day at the Dome event in the capital city, and she said that freedom in this country is under profound threat. Here's what the vice president had to say. As vice president of the United States, I'd say at this moment in America, freedom is under profound threat. Today, in fact, we are witnessing a full-on attack on hard-fought, hard-won freedoms. Consider, in states across our nation, Extremists attack the sacred freedom to vote. They pass laws to ban drop boxes, limit early voting, and restrict absentee ballots. In Georgia, extremists had the gall to pass a law to even make it illegal to simply offer food and water to people standing in line for hours to exercise their basic civic duty. I ask 
the friends, whatever happened to love thy neighbor. The hypocrisy abounds. Isn't it weird? Didn't I tell you what would happen? I told you that when people come here, they get a feigned southern accent. Whatever happened to love thy neighbor? She's got that. She's got that sing song, almost like she's in the zippa church. Zippity doo da, zippity day. <laughs> like what? What is going on? Is there something in the water here? Is that why I talk the way I do? Here's the thing. She's mentioned a couple different things, and 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 let me uh, go through them. She cited the Supreme Court's overturning of Roe v. Wade as a profound threat to freedom. I argue it's a profound threat to murder. <laughs> Take that for what it's worth. Oh, that's going to get me some comments from other people, too. Um, long lines for voting. Long lines for voting, Mitch, is a threat to the freedom to vote. Can you believe that? Long I think, lines. I think it's a good thing when they're long lines. Now, should you put some more... Uh, uh, Maybe have more polling, precincts? Well, that, divide places, those yeah. more polling, like, uh, machines? My, my, paper small ba- town, paper ballot. my small town has two precincts. Two! So it's split, and it probably includes the rural areas on both sides of your town. Yeah. Yeah. They're now, now, both precincts are literally the two schools that are right beside each other. That's oh, not that's the point. Weird. That's not the point. You either go to polling place number one yeah. or you go to polling place number two. Yeah. Now, uh, I like long lines for voting. Honestly, I don't when I'm there, I, but my town's so small I never really have to wait. Uh, she also talked about Republican-backed book bans. Again, ba- books aren't being banned because you can go online right now. If you truly want your child to read pornographic material, you can buy it for them. You can do that. I disagree with it. I think it's child abuse, but you can do it. Go to Amazon. And the prevalence of gun violence, all of these things, she says, are deep threats to American freedom. Now, Not being able to hand out cookies in a voting line because... Campaigns should never be allowed to do that. If you want to bring cookies and hand out to people in the line, you can do that. Just don't peddle campaigns. Yeah. That's not hard. Yeah, yeah. You can bring a water bottle. You know, what's interesting, too, is I used to work... I I used to do camp... Or not campaign work. Well, I've done that. But I used to do some polling place work. Yeah. And we would... the, The... Foreman would literally turn people around at the door if they were wearing, even if they were a voter, um, they would they would turn them away at the door or make them turn their shirt inside out or go put a jacket on or something like that if they were wearing ca- campaign paraphernalia. Mm-hmm. And if one of the campaign workers who was out on the road campaigning, waving signs, that sort of thing, needed to use the bathroom, they had to they had to change before they could come inside. But now we've got people in Fulton County handing out food with campaign stickers on Correct. for xyz candidate and that can't happen that's that's wrong it's unethical <laughs> even and, if the candidate is the president of the universe and it is illegal yes well that's a threat mitch that's a threat she then left the capital i know this because every road within a four block radius was blocked you were in the bubble dude and so she went down to big t's barbecue Ooh, yummy now i got some good food mm, i'm pigs better but she specifically pointed out a specific group of people in the back of the room take a listen I see our college students up there. <laughs> and let me just tell you, I love Gen Z. I don't know if something, you know, I love Gen Z. <laughs> so, okay, for the older adults, this is going to be a humbling thing I'm about to share with you. If someone is 18 years old today, they were born in 2005. <laughs> oh, yeah, check that out. Think about that for a minute. <laughs> So remember, remember Sorry. Kamala's uh, discussion about the inf- effect of time. She loves Gen Z. She loves Gen Z. She loves, loves Gen Z so much. She speaks Mitch, the truth. In 2024, here's what she said 
when she ran for president or when she was running for Senate back in 2016. What's the other thing we know about this population? And it's a specific phase of life. Remember, age is more than a chronological fact. What else do we know about this population, 18 through 24? They are stupid. <laughs> that is why we put them in dormitories. And they have a resident assistant. They make really bad decisions. She's in not, 2020, she's, she's not, not wrong. She's not wrong. But she's pretty two-faced about it. Um, so she's playing the campaign game, and that's cool because the Democratic Party moved South Carolina to be the first Democratic contest in 2024. Still because up for we're much, Because we're much more diverse than Iowa, and we don't want the whiteys making all the decisions. Well, we can sew things up a little bit quicker with Jim's, I'm sorry, with Congressman Clyburn. Uh, Remember, Joe Biden finished fourth in Iowa, fifth in New Hampshire, came to South Carolina, and won. And the big guys sewed it up. Quick. Super Tuesday, it was done. I, I remember now, passing. I remember passing a Bernie Sanders bus, thinking that guy might be their nominee. Nope, no way, no how. <laughs> we uh, we mobilized. Well, before she got out of town, and this is why the roads were still blocked. This makes sense. Big T's barbecue was not the reason the roads were still blocked. The roads were still blocked, specifically near Assembly Street, because the vice she president went down to the Coliseum. Went down to the went down to the Colonial Life Arena. Okay, South Carolina, the number one team in women's basketball, still undefeated. They were playing Kentucky last night. By the way, they set the record for margin of victory in an SEC contest really? inside Colonial Life Arena last night. They bludgeoned Kentucky. Ashlyn Watkins actually dunked. Um, Whoa. I know. Big deal. Um, Sincerely, but big deal. during shoot around, they had a special guest visitor. Now, Shane Beamer, head football coach at South Carolina, welcomed Henry McMaster to practice. Certainly. A couple months ago. I'm totally cool with it. I'm totally cool with this. If this is what you want to do, fine. Fine. Do you think, do you think if you're invited, it, was this scheduled? Like, yes, once they found out she was coming to speak, Dawn's this was people in motion. reached out to the vice president's Dawn's, people. Dawn's people in the athletic department and the university reached out and made it happen. Okay, yeah. second question. Coordinated. If it's scheduled and coordinated, do you think that the Veep would have had some sort of prepared remark? Um. Well, she. I mean, she loves sports. Like and scoring goal unit baskets. Remember when the, she remember when she spoke to Howard after they were in the NCAA tournament and she told them how great they were after losing by forty. I'm so remember sorry. that. No. Um, well, here's what she had to say to the number one team in women's basketball, the far and away best team in the sport right now. Here's, here's, here are the words of wisdom she spoke. When the people are in these stands watching you, be they parents or students or kids, you're lifting them up. When people are out here saying, ah, or they're saying, yay, or they say all of the things that they say in response to the game, you're lifting them up. With a sense of joy about being a part of a community, and we need that. I agree. If they say, <laughs> if they say, whether they say, "Oh, yeah, or, yay," not "yeah, yay," or, or if they say any of the things they say during a game. She, she has she ever been to a college basketball game re like, uh, that she wasn't required to be at? I'm sure she did when she was in college. I finished a sentence with a preposition. Whatever. When she was in school, that was like 40 years ago, 35 years ago. The people who were maybe in our country all they smart. said back then was, ah, oh, and yay. yay. And maybe even someone said, we're supposed to say stuff now. All the stuff we say, you know, we got to be talking about things we got to be talking about. 
I um I'm beyond I'm beyond stunned to listen to this woman speak. Why? What surprises you? <laughs> I'm shocked that she's vice president. Truthfully, I am. Now we're not even going. There's there. a lot to get into. And again, this is just to recap the Iowa caucus, get you ready for New Hampshire, <laughs> and recap the vice president's visit here yesterday that was very brief but held me up for about 25 or 30 minutes. I'm not going to live that down. It backed up my day. But we'll be back tomorrow, and there's a lot to get into. I don't know. There, there's a lot of news happening. And, of course, in South Carolina here this week, we'll hear a debate on the help not harm legislation. In the House of Representatives, we'll keep you updated on all of that that's going on. If you want to connect with Palmetto Family and learn more, palmettofamily.org. You can sign up to be a part of our email newsletter. You can invest in the work we're doing. Also, make sure that if you're listening to this podcast, if you're listening to this show, we'd like for you to give us that five-star rating and review. Uh, subscribe. Share it with your friends and family. It's free. I mean, you ain't losing anything. We're not requiring you to, to pay us money. Just It's free, and it will always be free, and that's the great part of it. I mean, this is the only free thing I think we should be giving you. And so, I'm not big on handouts. Um, <laughs> We're going to make you work for everything But we else. give you this show for free. And so, we, we just Consider ask the for, value of what you pay. We just, ask, <laughs> we just ask for something small in return, and that's a simple subscribe and well, share. Well, I'll, I'll go ahead and say it. If you'd like to invest in the work that we're doing here at Palmetto Family, because we certainly believe it's worth your investment because we provide a ROI, a return on investment, not only ROI, a K-ROI, a kingdom return on investment, then you can go to our website, palmettofamily.org. Go up to the top right of the screen where there's a mm -hmm. best button. Click on that. You can do a couple of different things. Not only a one-time gift, you could give us a recurring gift, Correct. Uh, a recurring investment, because we do believe that the work that we're doing is worthy of your investment. One point of action for you this week, call your state representative. If you don't know who they are, go to our website or to the sc.statehouse.gov where you can learn who they are call <laughs> them and encourage them mm -hmm. to pass the help not harm legislation we know that that is coming up on the house floor this week it will be hotly debated with a ton of a ton of oh, amendments so exciting hundreds of amendments most of them uh dilatory dilatory not germane um but yeah so Call your state rep. Encourage them. If you know that they're going to vote for it, encourage them. They're not getting a lot of encouragement and support right now. Let them know that you are proud of the work that they are doing. Uh, one final note. Uh, in the latest Atlanta Journal-Constitution poll in Georgia, Trump is now leading Joe Biden 45 to 37. That's a big deal. And it's worth noting that he was only leading by one point in November and that all the polls in Iowa leading up to the caucus were nearly like virtually accurate in the result. More of the fastest growing and strongest conservative talk show in the state of South Carolina coming your way this week. This has been the Palmetto Family Matters Show.